What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is Deactivated Podcast, your boy Ebu, live and direct inside, of course. Podcast Activated Studio. I am back again. I am in the city of Toronto as I'm talking to you right now, recording, which is gearing to be the last podcast for the year, man. I was going back into all the podcasts that I recorded because I usually do a best of 2018, which I did last year. So if you've not heard it, it's kind of like a summarize. Uh, a summary of all the podcasts, of course. It's, you know, w- without any explanation needed for that. So I was trying to do a best of 2019. Here's the thing. Your boy is realizing the time is not on the side. So that being said, I decided for this year, 2019, I'm going to pick arguably the top three um, episode of the year. And this is a mixture of what I felt like were good podcasts. And also, I was looking at the numbers, uh, which is hella confusing, by the way. I don't know any of y'all to do podcasts listening to this. Um, I realized that all the platform keeps their play separately, meaning like I have a different play on um, a different number on Apple than I do on Spotify and then I do on SoundCloud. Now, I try to go through and, and, and pick different things to try to figure out, okay, which one was the top three, arguably, um, which I have, but everything else was all over the place. I couldn't figure it out. So, you know what? I decided I'm going to make an executive executive decision and pick what I felt was the top three uh, of the podcast. But we're going to get into that in the latter uh, part of this first segment, which is me um, talking to y'all a little bit. I haven't done that in a couple of weeks. I think last one that I uploaded was November 15th. We are now today. I'm recording. It is December 19th. You guys will be hearing this December 20th, which is a Friday, which is tomorrow. And then just to put things in perspective, it is now 10 o'clock. And um, y'all know I love this shit for real, yo. I would not be sitting up here trying to figure this out. And because now I got to do this, edit, you know what I mean? All of that for the better betterment of all my supporters and listeners that i get every week and i appreciate y'all i love y'all for real um you have no idea what this means to me because depending if, you, if you've been listening from 2017 or just new coming to the podcast this podcast thing was the setup to everything that i'm doing now it is literally the uh trampoline that i use to propel myself into Everything that I'm doing now, um, so for sure, every listen count, y'all, y'all give me the motivation to keep going, and to constantly trying to figure out what to talk about, which is not, it's not my hardest thing, I could come up with shit to talk about, but just tuning in, and, and y'all messaging me all the time, and I truly, truly appreciate y'all, and I, I just want to give a special shout out to, of course, uh, all the way live from Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, Miss A. I don't want to put your old business out there, but uh, shout out to you to continuously uh, support the podcast from a very, 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 very far place. And uh, we even talk every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're friends now, you know what I'm saying? And this is all because of the podcast. So appreciate you for that. And everybody else, obviously, all the way from France, my main, main, uh, Lomo Chapeau, if you know what I'm talking about, you already know what this is, you know what I mean? I try not to put people on blast because I'm starting to realize this shit is out there, you know what I mean? Anything that I say on here sometimes come back and bite me in the ass. Um, I've had a whole podcast about uh, my summer tang, and I found out the rumors gathered that my summer tang listened to the podcast. And I mean, I didn't mean no harm, no disrespect. I just wanted to tell my side of the story of things that I feel and so on. So, 
without no further ado, let's get into it. We already have been. I want to give um, you know a couple of couple of notable mention to um, big shout out to all the artists, uh, Kibra, Slim Flex, Tommy, and I feel like see I always feel like I'm gonna forget somebody and to Sean Knight. Um, these were the four artists that went to Afrofest Ghana. This is the people I was with in Ghana. And uh, we went to represent Music Africa and the whole city of Toronto, of course. Uh, we out there doing our thing, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But just want to give them a shout out. Please go ahead and, and check their music out. Um, go on my podcast page, uh, Activated Podcast, or just go on my personal page, Mr. Underscore Activated, just to get the handle and then go listen to their music, which is incredible. Honestly, I am proud to say that I know local artists who I think are going to blow and become stars. And this is not me being biased because also you got to understand something too. Like I, I take time to warm up to shit. You know what I mean? There's a couple of these artists when I first met them, I didn't, not that I didn't like them, but I wasn't sure what they selling. Right. And it's always good to see somebody progress and really better their craft. So to see them and, and see the way that they, Performing Afro in, in Ghana was incredible. Nothing less. I mean, to me, top down, they were the better artists. On of course, the show featured them as the main artists, but to go out there and really stand out, it made me proud. Of, I mean, if you're from Toronto, if you're from Canada, because we're out there representing Canada, of course, uh, it made us proud, and it also made everybody, you know, take us a little serious. You know, what I mean, we was out there like celebrities. I'm not gonna front. Uh, just the fact that from, from Canada, like people naturally would, would be, um, they want to take pictures and follow you and send you message and all that good stuff, uh, which I got a few, but big shout out to KB, Kibber on the, Kibber was out there, I mean, she was getting us free drinks, you know what I mean, like I was like, damn, like people's losing their damn mind over it, but uh, nonetheless, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, and if you're not aware that I went to Ghana for a week and I came back and, you know, well, welcome. You know what I mean? I'm going to break it down for y'all. So the whole trip to Ghana, the setup, I think it started somewhere in October. Uh, and I hosted the, the audition. Um, at the time it was just the audition and it was about a group of 20 people that came out and auditioned for it. And they picked four out of the group. Now, that being said, shout out to Music Africa, of course, um, uh, which is a organization, the creates or have created platforms that allow artists uh the whole mission is to promote african music right um they actually are the first organization that gave me a shot at hosting an mc this is like i'm talking to my first time ever hosting was february 2018 and um i did a series of black because they do have Black History Month series concert, and I was hosting there, and, I, and I, was, I was quite horrible. But not horrible because I couldn't talk, but horrible because everything was all mixed in, and it, I was trying to figure out my way as just a host. So just to say about a year or two later, I get a call saying, which I also spoke to about on the show for, on the MC Bundy show was like, Yo, pack your bag. We'll bring you to Ghana to host Afrofest in Ghana, which was incredible. At first, I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there in disbelief. I'm like, really? Y'all really about to fly me out there to do it? And they did pull, they, they did pull through. You know what I mean? Everything was taken care of. But here's the thing. 
here's also another side of the story uh, that I want to speak to y'all about. So as I'm here celebrating a great accomplishment for me, by far has been the greatest thing that I've done in terms of hosting. Um, to have somebody believe in you and fly you out to a whole different country uh, just to go host there, it's that within itself means something. It means something for many different reasons because, number one, I get to represent or to open the gates for that because my whole thing behind it was that I wanted to do good, not because of me, right, but because of what it represents for the culture. So if we go out there and we, in theory, we do what we're supposed to do, it keeps the door open for many more people to come. I have no idea if I ever get to go host outside of Canada ever again. All I know is that to me was meaningful and I kept that as such. I, I was out there representing for every and every single person uh, that's ever touched the stage on Afrofest. As you know, if you're in Toronto, you know it is the biggest North American uh, African festival that we have. It's, it's I mean, it's second to none. Um, when I'm hosting out there by four or five o'clock, it's about five to ten thousand people, and this is only on one side of the stage um, because there are two stages there. If you're not familiar with it, it's a big stage, small stage. But I stand on that stage and I look in the crowd. I cannot see. There's no empty slots, so that was big for me. But also, in while that was happening, this is also I realized how much just people are. I don't want to say haters, but people, here's the thing about people, about human nature, is that people are okay supporting you until it looks like it's going somewhere. That's when people get a little bit worried, like, okay, I can no longer support this person because he is now representing, and people take that as if somebody else progressing and, and getting through what it looked like um, improving their position or whatever they're pursuing as a reflection of them failing at whatever it is that they're doing. I don't know if that makes sense, but let me break that to you. So me going to Ghana and then people, you know, a little chit-chatter and you hear about it, which is fine. Like, I know once I step up into the line, like, some of these things come with it. I'm completely prepared for it and I'm completely aware of it. There's a rule of 10. ten out of 10 people, four are going to like you. Sorry, three going to like you, three are not going to like you, four don't care, right? So I constantly train my mind to, to to always tell myself, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it for the three people or the 30% of the people that will always support me. And I get a lot of love. I don't get a lot of hatred. but And also, the weirdest thing is nobody ever come up and say to me how they feel, which I've, what I, I find it to be very weird because I'm very direct. And a lot of people could attest to this. If I see you doing something that I don't, completely vibe with i would if we have a relationship i'm having that conversation directly with you meaning like if we've we talk with friends but if we don't have a relationship i'm stepping back but paying attention to your movement until we start to see some improvement but i myself have never looked at somebody that's doing something incredible and now wanted to support it in some way some somehow because once again, somebody else winning in life is not a reflection of you losing. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's weird because in the city of Toronto, I do have a lot of relationship, a lot of good relationship because I have history with certain individuals. Um, and that's one thing I pride myself on is that these relationships that I built are, for the most part, very thorough and solid is that 
even if you go to these people and you're trying to say something wild about me, they'll, they'll be like, nah, we can't even accept that. You know what I'm saying? Because we understand. We know evil. We know what type of person he is. And uh, and these are the same people that when they see me, they they hype. They they shake my hand and they give me these fake conversations. And I know exactly who these people are. And to me, I find it weird because I, regardless of what position I'm in, I am in life, is that I've never known to fake how I feel. Now, that being said, is that, like, if it was somebody I truly didn't respect or support any type of way, I would not go out of my way to even acknowledge them when we're in a certain environment. Because there's no point to that. Like, if I really don't rock with you to that extent, I won't fake it. Now, what I realize is that pe- not only people now have a problem with me, and, and I'm, I'm making a whole podcast about this thing, which doesn't matter, but I just need to get out off my chest, is that one... People don't rock with you or they don't like you, but still go out of their way to fake that. I got to question your integrity as a person, as a human being. Do you have any integrity to the core of you? Because it got to be hard. And also, you got to you gotta think about this. Like, we put ourselves in a position that, like, yo, whether you like me or not, you're going to see me in Toronto. Like, it, that's just what it came down to at this point, right? And now... You don't have to, and you could pick up people' energy. You could tell who rocks with you, don't who fakes it. I realized that, like, because I have a, a very tight knit of close, close group of friends. That being said, there's no way you could get to me through my friends, right? Because I don't have many friends like that, anyways. But very, very small. So now what? Niggas out here doing is they trying to smash, let's say a girl that I used to talk to or whatever, or a, a, somebody I had history with. So they trying to use that as a weak point, not knowing that even a woman that I've that been in my life have been solid to a certain extent, right? I mean, shit don't work out, but I will find it very hard for you to go and trying to, you know, talk to somebody I had a history with and them, you know, Supporting anything that you're saying or, or doing Based on just you Not liking me So a lot of these things These are personal issues that people are going through But then To want to attack me By trying to get with I mean Y'all are sick man Some of y'all really need to get new hobbies Or honestly in, in all Fairness I understand that most of us are not where we want to be in life I've now accepted the fact that life is about living with a purpose. Now, when I say that, it's like your purpose should fulfill you. Now, a lot of us just are looking for fulfillment. We're looking for things that are bridged a gap between our boredom. We're looking for things that are take space this is why we we stay on our phone for three hours because we're minus like we scroll through our timelines without even thinking we just going through going through we don't even watch stories no more we skip through everything but once you connect with your inner self and understand that like life is not about fulfillment it's about 
your purpose. And through your purpose, you do find satisfaction as far as being happy. And that thing is, it grounds you. You no longer have these desires or this negative energy throw somebody else. I'm in a position now that I know what it takes to do what I do. Right? I know the, the time that I put into things that I do. When I started in this and I started seeing other people doing similar things, whether you're a blogger, you're a YouTuber, or whatever it is, I now have to appreciate what you're putting out there, especially if you're consistent, because I know what it takes to achieve a certain level of consistency. Now, the truth of the matter is podcasting and hosting is not even, that's not the money maker for me. And the way that I had this whole thing set up, and I and I could tell you, and, and I'm going to share with this with you, because I see it a lot, especially like the new podcasts that are coming now, and they're like episode six. Um, they looking at it like, yo, we getting ready to kill the game. And, and I don't, I'm not here to discourage anybody, but I've been doing this for two years. One thing I knew from the very beginning that I was not going to make money from podcasting, at least nothing substantial or nothing right away. I gave myself a plan, which is about, I think realistically, I'm giving myself five years into the whole deal. Now I knew to make money, I will have to use the podcast in some form. I didn't know how at the end, at the very beginning. So then I figured out, okay, now that your people see you talking on the mic, they will start associating you with hosting. And I've also been in the entertainment industry for the past eight years. So if I could branch into hosting, I could start to earn some money. Once I start to earn some money, it'll keep the dream alive because I do this out of love, not because I, I'm thinking I'm picking something up. Like I practice this. I practice everything that I do because I love doing it. But not only that, but I also want to be good at it. Now, once I set that up and then it, it translated into hosting, things started to pick up. Low slow at first. I mean, still here and there, but like things start to pick up and gradually get into where you know, you start to develop a name for yourself and, and, and being that, but all that stuff doesn't satisfy you. If some of it is not part of your true purpose, right? Because I've seen a lot of people pick up the podcasting thing and shut down within six months, within a year, within even two, because when they started, they didn't know they have not given themselves a proper plan knowing that, like, this shit ain't going to make me no money. Am I still okay pursuing this to its fullest? And that's what you got to do. I didn't think I would start to get paid for this till year five, but adjacent to the podcast and with the hosting, that started to pay. And it pays well, right? But it's also that that itself is another skill that I had to develop. Podcasting and hosting has nothing to do with one another. These are two separate skills that it excites me just knowing that I could work on it and really tighten that up, right? Um, so having doing, having done all these things and and recognizing, it baffles me that people still would trying to penetrate what you're doing with a lot of negativity. And these people are not even smart enough 
to know that like yo if i'm talking to a girl and i go yo um how's your relationship with such and such oh yeah i've known him for x amount of years matter of fact as long as i know that you known that person before you met me i'm already watching how i'm talking about you through that person because you gotta understand like people loyalty lies with whoever's you know what i mean whoever they've had some sort of connection with throughout the years so to constantly want to, I mean, I tell myself, damn, nigga, you must be really starting to, to be famous out here. Because not only people want to be you in a sense, they even want the woman that you've been with. They want, like, a- anything that will remind you, not remind me, remind them of me, but it's like, or oh, if I can't get to him, I'm going to get to one of his chicks. If I can't get to, to her, I could. Let me try to do But one thing you got to understand, like, even a woman I decide to associate my, with, myself with, to a certain extent, I believe to the core of, the, of them, they're very solid. They have integrity. And if you know me on a, on a one-on-one basis, you know that, like, that is what I stand by. I don't mind somebody say they don't like me as long as they got a valid reason to not like me. But... At the end of the day, it is what it is. When somebody's out here busting their ass trying to make something out of nothing, when you're not living a life with a purpose, this is when you get caught up in, oh, uh, now we just going to hate. You know what I'm saying? So be wary of all the haters that be around you. Be very concerned. But also, all you can really do is, is pursue your greatest aspirations and, and knock them down in the process. This by far has been my best year in just getting into this lane. Uh, but I don't take nothing for granted. I'm not here telling you I'm like, I understand that these things are moments. 10 years from now, it's going to be a new little nigga coming up on the block and calling himself X amount and everybody going to like him. And I will fade to black, but hopefully and this is my goal is as we start to age, the knowledge is very important. You could pass that down. You could put somebody else up. You could give somebody else an opportunity and hopefully they become the fruits from the same tree and you will be remembered and respected in that sense. Um, so I want to get into the, to the pros and cons of going to Ghana. That's my first time ever. Kwame, uh, which was my name that I was joking around with on social media. I've not retired that name until I go back to Ghana again, which I might. Um, I'm actually going back to the motherland next Thursday. I can't remember. I think Thursday I'll fly out. Uh, I'm spending a couple of days in Paris, and then I'll be going back to my home country of Niger. I'm there till the 5th. I'm there for a couple of weeks. That being said, so this is why I also cut my Ghana trip short because, like I'm saying, it was a last-minute thing. They had called me two weeks before the show uh, to tell me to come out there, so I can only stay there X amount of time. Um, that's what it is. So, also, keep in mind, we are closing out the decade, but I'll get into that a little bit more as we go in. I want to talk about the whole Ghana thing. So, pros and cons. I, of course, I go back to the motherland uh, and to Africa regularly. I go back to Niger. I, I tell myself to go there every two years just so it keeps me grounded. It just keeps, for me, I feel like anytime I've gone down there, I come back, I got a new energy. I start to feel like what I'm doing, I haven't even scratched the surface. Because here's the truth about Africa is that Africa's home, right? 
But it's a lot of people that are not fortunate enough to be in my position. So I always look at it this way. When I'm there with cousins, uh, which have the same, we have the same, meaning like their mom and my mom, same father, same same, um, same father, same mother, my first cousins. When I look at them, sometimes I start to realize why me and not them. And I start to feel like that could that could have been me. They could have been, you know, it could have been me in that position, vice versa. So what I'm really trying to, my biggest takeaway is that I don't take shit for granted. And I, and I don't know if, if people understand that about me. It's like everything that I get to do every day, I'm super, super grateful for. So as soon as I landed in Ghana, I, I took a video. Um, and, I, and actually, I was supposed to vlog, but I'm going to tell y'all that shit went completely left. Forget about vlogging. I ain't even have time to catch my breath. It's so damn hot. But when I, when I landed to the airport and I, and I came out um, and then they came to pick me up and I was looking around. And it just you get you get a feeling of, of being home, at least for me, right? You get that feeling like damn, you're in the motherland, and then you you just observing, you seeing people hustling, like, but then you just you came from a whole nother world, right? Within the day, you go from having your nice hot showers to, you know, electricity being cut off and that sort of stuff. So the reality is very different, but. The sense is that once you land, you do... I felt like, okay, cool, I've arrived. I'm home now. You know what I'm saying? And and that feeling is hard to describe until you go back. If anybody's never had a chance to go, uh, Ghana is definitely one of those countries where the infrastructure is there and you'll be able to enjoy yourself while you're out there. Um, so that feeling was, was, was good. And also... I realized that this trip was a little different because I got paid to go out there and host and everything was taken care of. So I was there for work, right? I didn't really get to enjoy much of the trip because I was, once I landed um, immediately, and by the way, Ghana in December has the craziest traffic. Like it takes about, 30 minutes to drive five kilometers. Now, for my American listeners, please do the conversion. But it's something about two, three miles, I believe. I mean, don't quote me on that. I think um, 5K. Yeah, 5K is about two miles. Let's say three miles. So it'll take anywhere from 30 minutes plus to drive about two, three miles. That's how crazy the traffic is. So being there... As soon as we landed, we had to get back to 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 the house that they have for me, um, where I was staying. Um, and then I was trying to link up with the artists because the artists have already been there. And they're from Toronto, but a couple of them I don't really know to that extent because, I mean, Toronto is a big city. So I've never had a chance to. So I figure, I, you know, it would be great to spend time with them because I also help with me hosting and introducing them, all that stuff. So when we head back to the hotel, I think some of them was already um busy out and whatever about so we grab some food we get back to the house um and uh, and shout out to uh, peter uh, which is the representative of music africa uh artistic director so he was on putting the whole show together so we went back to the crib we're kicking it i'm just getting settled and then we're talking so on and taking showers all right cool i'm gonna go to bed um so go to we go to bed i don't know about one two in the morning 
Um, tired of all the trips, so we set up for the next day. So here's when it hit me. By Thursday night, I realized I wasn't going to see much of Ghana, right? We had, um, we had like, TV interview set up. We had radio interview set up just out there promoting the show. Um, there was rehearsal that was also set up. I didn't have to rehearse, but I just wanted to be there once again just to understand uh, what's happening with the show. Uh, like I said, build chemistry with the artists because like I'm saying a lot of these artists are from Toronto, but also in Toronto, we only see each other like at events and so on. So rehearsal was set up. I think the first day we left at like seven o'clock, we didn't get back to the crib till about another seven or eight o'clock. That's when I knew, okay, you ain't going to be able to see Ghana at all, like for sure. And also one thing about me is too, like when I, when I leave Toronto, I hate having anything structured because I feel like in Toronto, that's all I do. Everything that I do is structured in the calendar. It's like, yo, Saturday I'm doing this, Sunday I'm doing that. You know what I mean? So when I get out there, I kind of like free for all. So I'm not the type of guy to go on vacation and wake up at 9 a.m. just to go sightseeing. Nah. I'm the, I like, I would rest. I'd rather rest than being out and about. And, and, and it was hot as shit. That's another thing, too. It was super hot. If you've seen videos that I posted, I, I mean, four in the morning, I'm like sweating hot. Um, so that was that was a Thursday, Friday. Also, we had a uh, radio, uh, TV interview set up in the morning, and then I had to go to the bank, run errands. Um, then we had a press conference. Yes, we had a press conference on Friday. And then we on standby as they send up the stage because we were supposed to go rehearse. Uh, that didn't fall through, but like that was the Friday, Saturday, the big show happening. Now, the show was a success, hands down. If you're familiar with Toronto, with Afrofest in Toronto, you understand that this festival brings about 100,000 people. That weekend is huge, it is the biggest. Uh, in terms of number, I think for first installments, I, I don't really know. It was a couple hundred people there. Um, but for sure, I am very proud of the product that we put out there. Meaning, the people that came and saw it was like, okay, cool. Like, we could buy into this because it was a solid program. Like, the artist was solid, A1. Um the directors and things. And also you got to think about like, this is a whole new landscape, whole new country. And, um, walking away from the event, I felt like we put on for, for Toronto, Canada, hundred percent. It also, we already started hearing talks about possibly next year and things like that. That's already a positive because if it was really a dud, it had been like, I right, cool. Uh, thank y'all for coming And then people would have just moved on So after that we had an after party Where we went on to So Saturday was actually the only day That I actually got to go out at night um, And just enjoy myself Not being stressed about Not being stressed But not thinking about That I have work to do um, And then we went out Ran into so many people From Toronto out there It is insane I felt like I was in Toronto Also you gotta understand Like it, when you go to Like when I go to When I went to Ghana Also when I go to Niger It's the same thing like it got like, let's say, a top 10 of the best spots to be at. Therefore, anybody in the country at the time goes to these same clubs. 
So if there's a if if there's a big club, if there's a club, for example, lounge, whatever, and then everybody will be going there, you're more likely to run into people that are in there um that are coming home for December. So the show was good. We got to kick it after party, met with some people, and then finally go home. So honestly, uh I spent a week in Ghana and I don't have any I didn't really I didn't do anything outside of going out. We went to I went to so here's what I did. Worked, worked, interviewed, worked, uh hosted, then went out. I was supposed to go to the beach on one day, uh, but we had a team meeting to to handle and then things went on way past going to the beach, so it was too late. So all we could do is go out to a lounge, an event, that type of stuff. So I didn't really get to enjoy. I might actually, while I'm in Indonesia, I might actually try to go back to Ghana uh, because most of the artists and everybody's still out there. I think I was the only one that came in and left. Uh, but because I'd be close enough, I might be headed out there uh, just to see if I can experience it. But I think the best part about this is just coming from Getting the opportunity to go do it, doing it and walking away thinking, yo, we did our best to put on for Canada and the feedback has been incredible. Like the the, the connection that I've made back there. And and like I'm saying, I'm hoping that, that I get to go back at some point. I don't know if I go back again next year or whatever it is, but at some point, even on my own, it opened up the door to go back. Ghana is definitely has the infrastructure. I mean, they got Uber out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and also they're they're. The currency, Ghana is the only place where broke people feel rich, meaning like I went and I exchanged about $300 and I had about $1,200 of their currency. Uh, and just to put things in context, the most expensive Uber ride will be like 40, 40 50 uh, of their currency, which is equates about $10, $15. And then... So with two hundred dollars, you like you, you you good as long as you don't go there over. I mean, you can always spend big money when you're out in different countries, but as long as you keep it. I think I, I didn't spend more than three four hundred dollars. But then again, I was I was working most of the time, so it was no time for me to spend um, that much anyways. But I think conservatively, if you go out there with a plan and you plan ahead, you should be fine. Uh, the fact that I got Uber is big. You know what I'm saying? Because then you don't fall into locals trying to, you know, get more money out of it. Because you really don't know how much shit costs when you're out there. So, especially if you're there for a week, Uber helps out a lot. That way you could save some money. You know what I'm saying? Even when you want to get a cab, I would usually put in an Uber uh, just to see how much it costs. And then that way, like, I mean, I throw, I, I, I throw them extra money anyways. You know what I'm saying? But at least I know, okay, this is not more than 15 cities. So, I just round it up to 20. I mean... 20 is like five bucks anyway. So it's, it wasn't no biggie, but um, that's what it was. Infrastructure is there. They had some great, great things. I went out there hoping to vlog the whole time I'm there. And I got through day one. And and and, and I will be putting up this vlog on my activated podcast on YouTube. Um, so everything is cool. Day one, you know what I mean? A couple of things. And then boom, uh, day five. And I'm doing a video in London. <laughs> On my way back to Toronto, I'm like, yo, guys, I failed, but here's my thoughts. And so I'll put that video up as well. I mean, it'll be a great look for people to to, to see a little bit what it was. I was impressed. Their architecture is up there. 
Um, the only thing that was bad is the traffic. So anytime you have to do anything in Ghana, you have to plan out your day by six hours block. Meaning like if you want to go to the bank in the morning and go get something to eat, you plan that out within six hours. Knowing that if you leave your house at nine, you're not coming back till five. And then, so you do a, a morning uh, thing and then you do a night thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it was. Um, yeah, I think I think that's about it. The thing, it was too quick for me to even truly embrace it. Ghanaians are relatively very nice people. Um, they treated me very well at the airport. Um, they were very welcoming. Um, they, I kept getting a quaba everywhere I went. I mean, they really treated me with a lot of love, and I appreciate that. Um, coming to another country in Africa, is, is good that they are welcome. And also, this was like the year of return, so uh, it was heavily promoted. A lot of people be out there. They have a couple of big events happening uh, towards the end of the month. I won't be there for it. And to be honest with you, I'm not a big... I'm not big on big events unless I'm hosting. I just feel like this hosting shit has spoiled my life because I'm just like, I I can't be in a crowd getting stamped on and getting hit in the head. It's, it looked too chaotic for me. And maybe I'm a little bougie now because I've been on stages. But honestly, um, I'm not mad that I'm not there for the for that. Um, I Right now, all I'm looking forward to is going back to Niger and enjoying that because there I'm not doing any work. So it'll be all, all work. Sorry. It'll be all play. You know what I'm saying? To the most, to, for a certain extent, see if I can make a couple connections out there. And also I think this is my first time going back where I had such a big exposure, um, into what I do. And I know back home people are waiting on me. Here's the thing too. Like now everybody got their hand out. Like they're like, yo, you're rich and famous. Now people don't even, there's no correlation into, they probably never even heard or listened to anything that I do up here, but they just assume like, oh yeah, we got you when we go back. So um, that's another thing. I, I don't book the whole house, so I'm gonna be away from everybody else. They ain't gonna be able to find me, which is good. Shout out to my mom; she set that up for me. And then yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. Canada super cold is negative 25 right now outside. I've not left my house since I got back from Ghana. Actually, I did leave once to go to work, uh, but I'm in the house now till Saturday. Right. I'm not going anywhere because it's too cold, too hard to deal with. And I'm just looking forward to next week um, leaving again. Now, that being said, uh, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, it, picking up money in Ghana was probably the most horrible thing. So for my bank account, I could send myself money through Western Union. And then it take a couple hours. You're supposed to go to a Western Union in Ghana and just pick up the money. Unfortunately, I'm too used to, you know, things just working. So if you want to pick up any money from a Western Union or MoneyGram, you have to go before noon. If you go after noon, they shut it down. There's no more money. You're out of luck. You got to come back the next day. So the first day, I didn't realize I went there. There's no money. Second day, went back. Um, the money is blocked. So I had to call Western Union for them to unblock it and then for me to receive it. That was quite annoying because I ended up spending something that should have took 10 minutes. I was at this bank for an hour and a half, right? So you have to keep that in mind when you're out there just to be patient and because things don't move as fast as we're used to here um, in North America. And also, the internet was 
cool, but that also like you know we're used to just plug and play, posting shit, FaceTiming. But in Ghana, even though I do believe they have better internet than even we do in, in Niger. Um, it's still relatively when you compare it to here, obviously it just feels a little slow. But for sure, their internet is a lot better, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot better. Um, yeah, it just take a little period of adjustment, and then you'll be fine. If you want to hear more, and I think. Uh, I am having a guest coming up and we're going to talk about this in detail, but so far, I think from my perspective, that's what I gather. Um, and I can't wait to be back out there. I think I started telling myself instead of taking vacation to, um, quote unquote, white people country, uh, I decided that every year or so I would take a vacation to one of the country in, in, in Africa. Um, uh, my next target would be Senegal. I like to go to Senegal, Dakar, um, possibly next year. I don't know yet, but yeah, that that I mean that's the goal, and hopefully um, everything works out. And then we'll see what happens next year. Now, before I go any further, I, once again, um, I'm gonna get into the top three. Um, what I feel um, the the number one by far has been the best uh, in terms of even numbers and things like that. Um, the Black Man Don't Cheat episode was. You know, it, it created a lot of conversation, which was the whole point of it. Uh, and I know people still get mad at me, but I do got my black man don't cheat shirt that I was wearing um, while I was in Ghana. And all the 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 ladies on there was they was on me heavy, man. Um, here's what I want to say, black man, please. We we need and we must work towards making this joke into a reality, just because. You start to when you start to experience growth, which I feel like I have in the past couple of years, is that this shit ain't fun, bro. This whole cheating and lying and shit is is no fun. And I also realized that like I don't really have the extra time to really do extra shit to not get caught. Now I am a prime member of the Black Faithful Male community. I myself have never. Uh, cheated <clears throat> I plead the fifth on that But the truth of the matter is Honestly I think that We Can Be better There's no question of No we can't And I think we should start to Work towards that So top three moments Of the podcast For sure It's the black man don't cheat uh, Just out your episode Number two uh, It will be the unsung hero Featuring my man uh, A.O. Gorman Which Who is a uh, Toronto recording artist. He's a rapper. He's been on the podcast a couple of times too. So, but this is definitely it stood out to me because this is also the Nipsey Hustle untimely death, uh, and we discussed that in 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 detail. And then number number three, it was a toss up between these two. And shout out to my man Boogie uh, Mike the Truth that pulled up on the podcast and we talked about preservation is key. And one of the key things that stood out for me from that conversation was that this illusion of status that uh, people in Toronto have. But I think it's, well, I haven't experienced it anywhere else, but for sure in Toronto we have that. Meaning like you know people that just feel like they somebody just because X amount of followers. But at the end of the day, it's like you don't like if you were to put up a show right now, you probably not wouldn't even get five people to come support you. So this illusion of status kind of created a barrier of separation between you and everybody else that like to rock with you. I always said that people support you because they like you as a person 
or you get to a position where you're super talented, therefore they have no choice. But at the very beginning to everything you do, mannerism will take you where money wants. So it's not even about what's going on in social media. It's, yeah, it's about you reaching out to people and really be of the people because people will support you based on that initially and unless you're just that great of a talent and cool but even then if you're an asshole it just makes it harder for people to work with you anyways so shout out to a boogie he came through preservation is key and also um a story from friends shout out to my man roly Holland, uh lambda kitchener uh who came through and and we had a conversation um he's from france and he we got into you know, just talking about the differences and why he decided to come out to and live in Canada. So that was a great conversation. I loved it. So therefore, it's a toss up. So I figured, you know what, well, I'm going to give you top three moment uh, and notable mention to Preservation is Key, which was the episode with A Boogie and a story from France uh, featuring my man Roland, Roly, and then that's what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank y'all for your support in 2019. I want to encourage y'all to continue to support it for 2020. I have a lot of things in the works. Um, 2020, I'm, I'm planning on launching my website, um, MrActivated.com, just to make my life easier as we start to elevate um, a little bit. I'm also going to have on this website is a tab for apparel. A lot of people have been asking me for apparel. reason why I haven't done anything this year with it because I want to elevate that as well. Uh, when I first started a podcast, I just took the logo, slapped it on the T-shirt, and was giving it out or selling it at a price where uh, people were supporting me. It wasn't even about making money, but it was just about getting it out there. And then I think going into it for 2020, I need to elevate that a little bit. So I don't just want to slap, you know what I mean, um, logos on, on apparel. I just want to do something unique. I'm working on track suits, sweatsuits. Um, you you might catch me wearing a couple of sample products. And then hopefully in the next year, we get the website launched. And for those who want to support it, you have a direct access into, you know what I mean, plug and play and then buying whatever it is you want and continue to support the podcast. And I'm anticipating a bigger year next year. Hopefully everything falls through. Uh, but they do say hope is a poor man's dream. So I don't want to hope. Now, hopefully we will get it done. And... I hope that everybody also has been listening to it, that you have a fairly decent, good 2019. This by far has been my best year alive. And and it, it, it has nothing to do with hosting. Because everybody just put it, oh, so you've been on shows a lot. No, it has nothing to do with that. Also, it's just things that I've been working on. Uh, I finally... So here's a couple of things. I'm going to let y'all in a little bit. Is that I also... Um, I'm a big investor um, back in Niger. It's things that, I, that I'm that i setting up out there for me because I don't know whether or not one day I'll decide, you know what, I want to move back and live there or that side of stuff. So I've been working on things that allow me flexibility because you also got to understand the reason why you can't go to work today and tell your boss, fuck you, is because not only do you hate your job, but you don't have a fallback plan, right? You got to put yourself in a position that you could turn, you could say no to a few things. You're not influenced by money. Um, so that is my goal about everything. I've also set up a goal where I want to be making X amount of money, um, residual income. And maybe, you know what I'll do in the new year, I'll, I'll start talking more finance to you just to raise it up. So uh, if this year I was making $2,000 residual income a month, uh, 2020, I'm trying to get it to like, 
I mean, I'm pushing it to maybe where it starts to balance out with what I actually earn. Not to even throw... I mean, the goal is not to throw numbers. I'm not throwing numbers to stun on y'all. I'm just saying, like, in the position I'm in, not in a million years would I even think these things are possible. And once again, I have a great team around me that supports me um, and to help me pursue these things, meaning, like, my accountant, uh, my mortgage guy, uh, my realtor, um... Oh, I'm forgetting a couple of people here. Shit. But my lawyer as well. So all these things are a team that you built and then you inquire about things that's happening and they're able to put you in, you know, in a great path of success. So that way you don't feel as much pressure when you go to work. I don't feel much pressure. Let's say if I'm not um, hosting any show, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't start to panic because, you know, once you have different many revenue streams coming through you just get up and go and i think the greatest thing is to tell you that at the end of 2019 i started a decade at a minus something network and net worth and now to be in a position to even talk about it, it to me it's scary and it's surreal because it's like i never thought in a million years i would be in a position that i am in today and Success is when you start to realize that purpose outweighs fulfillment. Be driven with a purpose. Stop looking for fulfillment, which are temporary measures that are put in your life. And also, before I leave, I want to leave you all with this quote. I read this book, um, The Way of the Superior Man. I'm reading, I read this book because I wanted to be a better man to my future wife. To, I want to be a better productive man in society. I just want to be better. Therefore, this book helped me out a lot. And I finally got a chance to finish reading it on uh, my way to Ghana and back. Here's the quote that, is, that stands out to me. When a man's value is no longer measured by what he does, by his finances or his social standing... His depth and awareness is his most valuable asset. So I want to leave y'all with that. Um, happy 2019. I hope everything went well. And if things have not gone well and you have, you can listen to my voice right now. You're alive and you do have the chance and opportunity to turn things around. And when we get to 20, at the end of 20, we get to 2030, hopefully everything that you aspire to be. Uh, would have worked itself out by then i will be 40 years old and um i can't wait i'm excited to know what's in store for me in the future and for everybody else matter of fact and let's 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 kill this so with no further ado thanks again man happy 2019 this will be the last time y'all hear from me on this podcast for 2019 of course and now uh, without no further ado i want to get into the top Three, aka top four moments that I've had in 2019, um, and let's 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 have fun. Let's listen to this, and if you ever heard it, of course you can listen to it again. And then I'll appreciate your support very, 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 very much. All right. So with no further ado, thanks again for tuning in. This is the Activated Podcast 2019 wrap up, and of course you've officially been activated. Peace. 
a lot of young people relate to this because we're we're more closer to age and with him in a sense, right? His yeah, movement, yeah. everything that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when this when the news happened, I remember I was talking to my mom. I was upstairs. All right. Not even <clears> when it happened. Like when I when I uh, when I found out, I went on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then I see rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Man. I was just like, what the fuck is going Man. on? Because I know like he's a young dude. Yeah. And his energy, you would like, I would never have thought like somebody. Well, even we'll go out to yeah, like to murder him. So I'm thinking, balls to do that. Oh, this nigga got into a car accident. Yeah, okay, I feel you. That that's my first thing yeah, on my mind. So yeah, and then All I right. go through, I go through. But the time they was just saying rest in peace, yeah. they wasn't really um, putting now. any information yeah. out or whatever yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. But within that same, within like two, I think this was like late Sunday night. So within like early Sunday morning. Yeah. There's a guy that made a video like, yo, man, the government trying to kill him. Yeah. This is this is military style. You know, they hit him five times in yeah. the body, one yeah. in the head. Yeah. If you know anything about military, this is how you yeah. execute. Yeah. And I was just like, so the whole time I'm like, what but the f- You're not even informed with the entire, th- at that moment, we're still not. So it's kind of hard to make these conclusions, you know what I mean? And we just, we just, we just rushed to a lot. Well, I don't want to say we, but you know, just us as a community rushed to just conclusions without actually really being informed and, and, and it's misinforming people too and now getting them kind of right. their emotions maybe the wrong you know say in the wrong direction and kind of yeah. getting them rallied up over the wrong things yeah. where we should really be looking at each other like especially at the black community like yeah, yeah we need to check each other we really need to to like rip that foundation <laughs> and, and build this thing again man because man like it, it, it's before we even get into that yeah how do you how do you feel? Like I, I want to get your perspective on like when you hear when you see something like this go down. Like mm. how do you like how do you truly feel like inside? Yo, man, honestly, like besides anybody close to me, this is the first time tears came down my eye for a person I never met, or just a celebrity in a way. Yeah, but to me, it wasn't really a celebrity because it's like I'm as an artist that I am. I've been following Nipsey since. Uh, um, Bullets ain't got no name, man. Crenshaw. These are mixtapes back in like 2013, 2012. You know right, what I mean? Okay. And I come from a certain section of the city, you know, like Cripset. So it's like, I don't know if that was the original connection where okay, I'm like, yeah, right, okay. you know, he's kind of like me, you know. Similar what I mean? in a way, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So, and the way he carried himself, it can, you can hear it in the music that he wasn't straight vulgar or like violent with it. It was more like almost educational as far as these are the repercussions of the way that we live. But he's actually explaining how it happens. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that Nas, um, a young Jeezy kind of comes off that type of way. So that was the the introduction to Nipsey where I'm just like, all right, he's not just your typical gang-banging rapper right. or just your re- whatever rapper. So as this as he's maturing and the music keeps coming out and he, he always was consistent with his message. Yeah. He'd been saying Victory Lap since I first heard him and he said that my album's going to be Victory Lap and when it drops, it's going to be classic. Yeah. And this was like, Five years ago, yeah, so yeah, every yeah. time you drop something, it's not victory lap. And you're like, "Yo, what's this?" Like, <laughs> so you keep, give us the real shit. Where yeah, is that? like yeah. when is that gonna come? So then, when you finally seen the release date and you knew victory lap was coming, you're like, "Okay, then 
he knows he's confident, like, this is my best work. It may not be topped again. And then it's like, when he delivered it, it was actually above almost anybody that has dropped shit, like, within the last, I don't know, five years. Like, I bumped, asked my wife, man. I was bumping that every morning, man. Like, yeah. the, the intro song, I was just bumping that every morning. So, just, like, the music side of it, I didn't even get to, like, what he does outside the music. But just musically, I was inspired, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just... We, the way he the lyrics it wasn't like it wasn't bashing I don't know, it's hard to explain you really gotta listen to it but it was really like uplifting even though it was from a street perspective yeah you know what I mean it was like a, a it was like a, a Tupac of this generation that's just what it is he's a Tupac of this generation man because these kids they needed somebody like that that can just say I'm like you but I'ma move this way yeah you know what I mean I'm not gonna break it down this guy was still in the hood. He had his store in the, in the community. He still gave back in the community. You know what I mean? If you Even when you look on Instagram and you look at all these celebrities that are saying they're RIPs, right? Everybody has a personal picture. These are not pictures that they're getting from Google. These, these are, are pictures that they took with the guy. With when the he, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're looking at a person who's touched many different people. I mean, like, unknown people to, like, Hoven and 50 and all these guys. And you think rappers... They stick to themselves. They don't always mingle with just, it's like, oh, this guy's not cool with that guy. All right, I'm not messing with him. Yeah, I'm not messing Yeah, yeah. But he didn't come off like that. It's like nobody in the rap game actually had a, a beef with him. Nobody actually had issues with him. And every section from Atlanta, New York, even Toronto rappers like Big Lean, he has a record with, with Nipsey Hussle and did a video with him. Like he and who knows Big Lean? You yeah, know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, like yeah. that's the kind of dude he was. Like he would be, if he felt you, he would rock with you. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Musically, I mean, like, this guy was just one of those guys that you had to aspire to be. And just, like, myself, when I was doing my project, I was kind of using the victory lap as the blueprint. I'm like, all right, I got to get my sound to this level, you know? I got to talk on this level so that, you know, like, I'm inspiring people at the same time, giving them the truth realities and the harsh realities of what we come through. So he was really, like, a big-time inspiration for just me musically, but... I'm going to talk about all the off. Yeah, off all the. Music I stuff. mean, it, it fucked me up. I, I, I usually not that I don't care, but I don't know celebrities and I don't, I don't dive too deep into their own personal lives. Oh yeah. Uh, but two, two celebrities so far that's affected me when they passed away. It was Bernie Mac. Word, word. When I found out Bernie Mac yeah. passed, that, that, yeah. that, that really did through. something to me because yeah. I used to love watching the Kings of Comedy show. Yeah. Like any, anything that Bernie Mac would do, I would always go watch it. And I couldn't. I didn't know why at the time, uh, mm-hmm. but it's something about whatever he was doing that I gravitate towards. Yeah. And then the Nipsey situation too. Like when yeah. when I when you find out somebody like that gets, it, it's so many so many emotions you go through. Yeah, right? fam. Uh, I want to ask you, where do you think? Because we talk about some of the greatest thing and 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 obviously thing he was on and mm. and we got conspiracy theorists saying yeah. that like government killed him. Yeah. Uh, all you people, shut the fuck up for yeah. a second, man. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy is that? Um, what do you think? Uh, let me even ask this. All right, where do you think he went wrong? If he did, it's like it's, you know, I'm still trying. Like I'm really researching the information, trying to get as much informed as I can be. Private. I think I was like 200, 300. Yeah. My little brother was 14 at the time, had like way, like, he was, and, I, and I just look at it like, kicking ass. I think I know a lot more people, like, I'm a lot more connected than you are, yeah. but 
I guess the the my social media is not reflective of it. Yeah. And I've never sat there and go, oh, like shit, like look mm-hmm. where we at now. Yeah. Uh, because to me, it's still not like it's nothing major. Mm-hmm. But that's how I take it. I don't let that be like, oh, now because you you don't quadruple whatever, you must be this. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, cool, like that's nice. But when I was thinking about it, like, damn, like what the fuck were we doing before all of this Bruh. got into <laughs> life? And also. Mm. I can't remember last time I ran into somebody mm-hmm. who wasn't like popping on Instagram. Like, yeah. I can't remember last time I just met somebody with like 200 followers. Yeah. They're just like, they come to the show, but like their life and social media is not into one. Yeah. So then yeah. now, like, that's the first thing I pay attention to. Like, oh yeah, what's she doing? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. So whenever I meet somebody who's just not selling you anything. Yeah. Um, the snap the, don't have a business not yeah. to say like it's a bad thing yeah, but like yeah. it's like yo you just like, what's wrong I was yeah, like, you, like. <laughs> which is also weird it's like we even now think like it is a normal thing that everybody on Instagram is trying to sell you something or trying to do something and it's like fuck like what what happened to the days where do, do you have these same thoughts maybe that could just be me to be nah, honest bro, you know nah, what I mean? I'm, I'm on that same <laughs> vibe with you my brother like it's like, yeah, it's like we are in this constant sell, sell, sell. Like, like, oh, you're trying to offer me something. Yeah. What do you got? Wait, how come you not basically like um honest? Like, and so like just being is something that basically is lacking because everything. And that's just I think it's part of um the North American construct, or I, I just want to say basically maybe it might be a part of like the you know the the colonial construct as well because like. We we've been taken away from just our nature of just being, and now we you know we live in a society once again. I, I bring everything back to the environment that we live in because yeah. it says our environment basically like you know informs us or we can inform our environment. So everything that, that basically like you know we, we speak about it it reflects cap- capitalism and like colonialism like on a much deeper level because it's like now when like a person is just being or they have like only like 200 followers who may know them personally is like we may not even pay attention to what that person is doing on social media because they don't have like you know like they don't yeah they don't have the numbers exactly and and, and and it's weird to us I mean but like that person if they have not bought into like the system yet they may they may be the most content person you know very, like happy satisfied I envy them. that to be honest but, with you. I mean that whenever, whenever I see people that like I'm like well, what the fuck yeah. am I doing? like what have you figured out that not have it? I envy people that don't have social media yeah, bro, I envy people bro. that don't gotta go and promote nothing I envy like and it's crazy to me because mm-hmm. I can remember following people mm-hmm. four years ago they never follow me back mm-hmm. now I feel like most people that I follow right away yeah. because they might just be like oh yeah he got a mic in his hand yeah. and then which is which is like <laughs> it's such a weird yeah. it is the weirdest shit that be like oh man I, I just I want to get to a point where I can just let somebody else deal with my social media and I don't got Bruh. <laughs> and, yo, I just need to get a lot more popular. Hey, somebody, please. Um, I, mean, I want to get to the point where, like, that's not... Just to kind of detach bad. myself. Like, I mean, yeah. just because you got to have a presence in terms of, like, mm-hmm. you know, shows or whatever you're, mm-hmm. that you're doing, mm-hmm. but, like, in terms of, like, let it consume Control, you and yeah. consume you to the extent, like... I envy motherfuckers that don't got social medias, man. No, like, the most definitely, and I, I definitely understand that point. And it's like, I think, it's like, like, like everything, back to the yin-yang, it's like, everything has its time and its season, and like, and, and everything has 
what it you know what it brings is a positive and a negative to it right so we try to stay at zero rather than you know go on either side of the, of the scale and social media that i think we've made it into the, to the monster that it's becoming because like my god like i've seen females take selfies of themselves with fully loaded like you know makeup on yeah and the, the purpose behind that like for the, and i'm not saying everybody but like certain individuals that i've seen the purpose behind that is to get just seen, just get noticed, mm-hmm. get validated or whatnot. And some, but then again, on the positive side, some of them are like basically, they are actually selling like the, the business where it's like, hey, this is what I do. I can yeah. do I mean, it's like, so like for me, when it comes down to which, you know, like, um, like certain type of like um, in the individual or whatnot that don't have the following, like the people that, you know, I, like you said, the word, like, you know, the, the, the envy is like of the people that don't have social media, is like yeah, I do find you know like like very interesting because I'm like okay, you guys basically like have not gotten into this whole you ain't tap into the rim you're like yeah, yeah. You, you know like and then that, I get curious as to how they manage you know to do that and like like you know that I get intrigued by by people like people like that where it's like okay like what are you about like where your mind at like like you know what like what's driving you and even that sometimes like people like that they, like I find that there's so much into one side of the spectrum yeah. is like it's kind of like unreasonable like, it's like, and to the point like they trying to prove wrong so yeah. it's almost like oh yeah I figured it out y'all look dumb and I'm smart yeah. but like I'm super but it's like so no wrong. no like to, to, to the to the core of it just like cause I'm sure like I mean you don't miss something you never have I, I know mm. like uh, for me now I've limited my usage to mm. uh, 45 minutes to an hour then I, and I said a lot to it mm-hmm. uh, but boy I get through that quick and, and honestly sometimes especially when I'm working from home yeah yeah <laughs> I can get to the hour by 9 o'clock right <laughs> which is but when I'm at work like I'm yeah. good obviously because I'm doing other things or whatever. Uh, but uh, even that that worries me I'm like fuck it's 9 o'clock <laughs> Like this, yeah. I don't fuck, and 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 I mean, more so, like, yeah, I burned through that. More so, like, yo, what the fuck is so like, what is the poor? Like, that bothers me a lot. Um, Mm. but hopefully, I can can get a good that's how I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I went to Nice, even there, I was like, yo, I'm not getting on my phone, yeah, but then I'm in Nice. And life, it, it looks amazing, dun, right? Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, I got to show this, dun. right? <laughs> That's too late. The it's drive too late. is next not week. Next, next week, I'm like, And it's still hot outside. <laughs> not next week. Yeah. No, you know what's funny? It's not getting a little chilly. I'm going to be honest with you. By October, you're only going to get married men that don't claim their wives. <laughs> You know got, this. Why you got I send you the schedule. <laughs> it's a schedule. See, this is what I'm thinking. Toronto man trifling. Listen, I'm repping for uh, all my men in Toronto. Don't worry, I got us. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't need to introduce myself. Everybody know me, right? No. It's your podcast. I, I mean, for those who just listening in, uh, if this is your first time. My name is Ibu, uh, Mr. Activated, Activated Podcast. Uh, we drop this on a weekly basis. And if you just want to know about my life, just go on uh, IG. I don't want to talk too much. You go on there, you get a sense. But I mean, since you want to ask everybody, yes. are you single? Are you mingling? Me, I'm out yet. Oh, You're out yet. <laughs> and what does that mean? Please, be married, That means out here is when you're having so much fun, uh-huh. but you can literally settle any moment. Like there's no there's no timing. Right? I could go tomorrow and meet somebody and be like, you know what, I'm gonna marry you. I'm also 
That's just because I'm at a point where like somebody could get pregnant any second. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Somebody. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm not married. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Here's, here's what I think about Here's why I say pregnant okay. I feel And this is just me Right I feel like I will have a kid Before I get married Why? Okay. Um, just yes, because You feel like that Or that's what you want No 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 That's how I feel Okay just Now what I want In the perfect world Like of course it. It's like you want to get married You want your wife to You know what I mean But right. I realize that That's just like fantasy tale Like that's like what Disney Right All this movie Has no. been selling to you It's like I mean that's a We problem. have a married man With children here So How long you been dating your wife okay, So <laughs> You about to tell you And did you have kids Before you got yeah, married like, There's always There's always situations in life Right yes. Right Things happen Right Like you can plan your life in the way like okay yeah obviously I'm gonna get married and I'm right. gonna get a kid you know but things happen in life mm-hmm. oh, me, me and my wife started to date and um, we plan to have kids even before we got married thought about getting married got it we thought mm-hmm. about the kids first so because right. in that mindset we didn't think about a wedding got it yeah. she got pregnant right and then we did the wedding it's also oh, it was a conversation. It was a conversation. So both of us yeah. were on the same page. Oh, got right. it. And you tried to have kids. It wasn't an accident. Yeah, it wasn't an accident. accident. It was got it. That we wanted. Okay. okay. It's also it's 2019. Like you don't need to be married or to have children, right? Yes. However, if you're in a committed relationship, and one of the two, let's say in this in this instance, a woman says she wants to have a ring on her finger before she has children, mm-hmm. that's a legitimate ask. Just because a lot of security. Sounds like a threat to me. It's How's a threat. That? I'm not saying that a ring is trying to cage someone, right? But if if a woman is like, exactly, if I want a certain level of security before I have children, then marriage is a legitimate first layer before having children. I feel like if you are able to know that the person you are with, Mm -hmm. you can be with that person even without like an engagement. Right. Basically, it's like a, it's like a contract that you sign. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got you got things to do and mm-hmm. you have things to respect. But at the end of the day, like if that person you with, married or not married, mm-hmm. you're gonna be faithful to that person. Right. Whatever it is. Well, in a, that a perfect See, world. That's a different conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not faithful. You're, 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 mm-hmm. you're, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm just saying. Maybe I like that. What's your choice? I feel like it's a cop out to say that you would that you think you're going to have kids before you get married because that sounds like a plan thing in your head like you wouldn't mind having a kid outside of marriage because I think a lot of people don't want to make that com- no let me not say people a lot of men don't want to make that commitment <laughs> men we're under attack because- <laughs> it is <laughs> it's true for me <laughs> the, the reason I want to get married is because it's the highest declaration of love that you can have why should I accept half love I need you to love me loudly and getting married is loving me loudly so- so, so, okay, that's that's the point of view. No, I. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That shit sounds great. Yeah. Right. But let me ask you right now. Where you are right now? Are you taking all of the steps to ensure that that baby don't come before the marriage? Okay. I'm not saying wait. It doesn't, it, sorry, babe. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not saying things happen. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, that baby gonna happen too. <laughs> and I'm not saying I wouldn't have a baby outside of marriage, but for me, it's almost like, and this is gonna sound very problematic. What is the incentive for a man to marry you if he's already got your baby with you? He's living with you. 
you're doing all the things that in yeah, inverted there's, commas there's why there's but what's their incentive okay quick quick uh, jump in here I think we're having two separate conversations like having a child is independent from mar- from the institution of marriage because yes it can be the highest declaration of love get, getting married but the same token getting married could also be going to the courthouse or being 